0: I'll read. Hello. Hello. Just turn it up. Can you hear us? Yeah, me. Bye. Awesome. Wait, right, Let's get cracking then. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Spins of 24 Wrestling Podcast. Uh, as ever. I'm John, and I'm joined by my brother Dan, and we're going to be talking smack about everything that's gone on in the past week on the WWE and AEW and the world of wrestling. So let's get cracking. I know you're eager to speak then, Dan, that, uh we're kicking off for Monday Night Raw and the rest of the draft picks.
1: Stays on SmackDown. Braun Yarton stays on Raw. The Street, Raw. Uh, Charlotte Flair stays on Raw. Braun Strowman. Uh, That's to Raw. Don't know why SmackDown. Matt Riddle to Raw. Kevin Owens to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy to Raw. Retribution stays on Raw. Lars Sullivan stays employed magically. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's on SmackDown now. Keith Lee on Raw. King Corbin on SmackDown to Raw, Sami Zayn Smackdown, Lacey Evans to Raw, uh, Nakamura Cesaro Smackdown, Chist, uh, Sheamus Raw, Nikki Cross Raw, Ziggler and Rude Smackdown, r truth on Raw, Apollo Crews Smackdown, Yabba Dabba Kato to Raw, <laughs> <laughs> Titus McNeil on Raw, Carmella Smackdown, Peyton Royce Raw, Alistair Black to Smackdown, and Akira Cesaro is the Raw. Right. We were on to the first real segment, which was Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Yep. Oh, uh, I get why they're trying to push this, but it wasn't very good. Randy Orton ended up uh, trying to attack him. They, they, all, they fought all night, so
0: it wasn't that great yep it was it was a bit disappointing like but it's just one of them where they're just they're trying to build it up but it's just dragging out it's just it's just a waste of time really.
2: So no. Keep them in a stupid So
1: the whole themed Kevin Owens thing won't take off because they're on
0: different brands again. Yeah, which makes no sense. So what's, what's the point? Because it doesn't help Kevin Owens. and It doesn't
1: really further the theme because nothing was really. Ah, oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> uh, right, and then we move on to. Well, no, we don't. I'll just say that Kevin Owens defeated uh, Alistair Black by pinfall. Yep. Meaning that Alistair Black, I think, has had his ass kicked entirely through this one-sided feud. Makes no sense.
0: Nope. It's a good match, but... It's just a dying feud. It's just, again, it's got nothing to it. There's no spark to it. There's just At the minute, They just seem to be two jobbers just doing the same thing week in, week out.
1: And Mandy Ross and Dana Brock.
2: Yep. They ended up fighting Natalia Alana and
1: Lana. Then they tried to recover, and then Lars Sullivan came out and
0: beat up John Morrison. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Sullivan, my God. I'm talking about Mr. Lars uh, Sullivan, he's causing a little bit of controversy again with his antics out of wrestling where he's inappropriately messaging females uh, and this isn't the first time he's done it he's got a bit of a track record doing it yet he's still wrestling he did um... I but <laughs> he's in the state of laws however man Jesus Christ well, he's, he's just a, a very it's just a very weird situation you shouldn't have your superstars Doing that, it's would say, take football slash what the Americans called soccer over here. If a footballer did what these guys were doing in professional wrestling, there would be hell on. All sorts would be kicking off. But because it's a different sport and it's sports entertainment, but still technically a brand of sport, these guys should be acting professional all times. And they shouldn't be doing, getting themselves in a limelight like, and doing shit like getting what they're getting up to because it, it's they're supposed to be role models because they've still got kids watching. It's weird
1: because, like, well, China was alive; she was never put in the hall of fame because of what a uh, adult career. Yeah. Weird, considering that you've got, Lars Sullivan, who has done an adult film but you're you're pushing him because of the
0: way he looks. It's kind of... It's a bit contradictory as well when you've got former WWE superstars, uh, female-wise, where they've been on the covers of Playboy uh, and they've bared all in that. So, a.k.a. Tori Wilson. um, Who else was it? Sonny's done it. There's been a few of them. Even Sable's done it.
1: Vince sees something in him, then he sees something in
2: him. I mean, Yeah, it's because he's, he's a out. big,
0: burly guy. That's all he sees.
1: He's already come out and chat on the fans because he knows the fans don't want to see Goldberg. So
2: uh...
1: The only reason that there's a big increase in numbers when Goldberg comes is because there'll be a lot of fans from WCW that no longer watch wrestling. Like, oh, Goldberg's back on TV. I'll go and watch it.
0: <laughs> Aye, but i have got to know that he's past it now. Though he, he does he's done his last title run. He, he should be just left alone. He's been inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Just let him crack on and retire and do his stuff for cars that he's doing. Like he's big into his cars and he's doing loads of stuff around that, and he should be just left alone. Uh,
1: now for an actual good match, one that I actually enjoy. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Jeff Hardy in a triple threat match. Or as Jeff Hardy said, a triple threat tag team match player. I <laughs> can say the player, but I just had the on. But, um, Yeah. Uh, it was a good match. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. And it goes to show how good Rollins is, that everyone knows how good he is. And which is that Rollins can only have with Dominic Mysterio are ones that are really basic, because all due respect to Dominic, he's not been wrestling as long as his dad has, so he won't know how to take a lot of of the moves properly, or give certain moves properly, and he looks like he's only training Luchador, so it's going to be one-dimensional for a while.
0: Yeah, it was good to see Elias come back as well.
2: Uh, I like, yeah. I
0: do like Elias because I think he's he's just he brings something different to the table, and it's just it's refreshing to see him. He's been off for that long now. He comes back and he sort of he starts a feud with Jeff Hardy for the way that he made his announce, made his entrance.
1: Yeah, but there's already been criticism on that because it's already been outed that it was Sheamus. So, and the fact that it's in um, you know on national TV <laughs> and the fact that I've seen it as Elias is a bit dubious. Yeah. I think they're only doing it. It would have worked if he'd come back sooner, but because of his injury and his layoff, I guess it's some way to start a feud. If it just turns out that he just doesn't like Jeff Hardy, then that's fine.
2: Exactly. Especially yeah. If it's going
1: back to that incident though, that has been shown that it was Sheamus, which it probably will, because WWE aren't bright when it comes to creativity. It's going to look really stupid. Yeah, it's going to look, look, like look like a massive dumb fuck on TV. And it's just oh, that
0: you I'm, don't, uh, you don't do that to your superstars, especially when he's had that long of a layoff. Plus, the match itself was a decent match. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: And the whole, like, the beginning bit where <laughs> it just like, comes out, points at Seth Rollins, he just talks shit to him. And then that's how the match starts. But again, that's what that that is what WWE. That's what Raw is missing. It's like charisma. It needs uh, charisma, especially with wrestlers that have got charisma. The likes of uh, Rollins, the likes of Styles, the likes of Miz Morrison. They should have just kept them all there because that would have been an interesting feud between AJ and Seth because that would have been funny to watch because they would just be they would rib each other pretty much all the time if you let them be themselves. But.
1: Yeah, that triple threat match could definitely have been a main event, and it could have been for a title.
0: But a again, match. they've opted for the past fucking rivals, and yeah, we'll touch on to that when yeah. we get the SmackDown.
1: Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically Seth Rollins saying goodbye to Raw and heading on the SmackDown. Then we got the match: Mandy, Natalya, and Lana. Um, which again was a part. It's déjà I'm, I'm sure these two teams have faced each other last week. They did. Yeah. Um. So this week they lost again, which is no surprise. Uh, Rose, kind of Dana, Brooklyn, and then Natalia broke it off with Lana and said that you just we do nothing but lose, so we're done.
0: Yep, which and is- then it was well, then it was the women's battle royal. After that, wasn't it?
1: No, it was uh, An- Angel Garza versus Andrade.
0: Oh, I Angel um, Dr- Garza won, didn't he? Yeah, pinball,
1: which is dumb. Should have been Andrade to win. But
0: yeah, I aye. Well, we're on that one. Then that's when the lights go off and Alexa Bliss and the Fiend show up and do a coordinated Sister Abigail.
1: No reason. They didn't need this segment. They didn't need to be here. They didn't need to be Andrade and Selena Vega. Nope. I have no idea what the hell they're playing up but Unless they're going to do a Fiend-Andrade feud, this was a pointless thing. It didn't do anything for anyone.
2: Nope.
1: So then we move on to the Tag Team Championship match, which is New Day versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Robert Roode. Before Rude and sigler get drafted. Um it was a win for New Day, which it was again it was a good match. Can't fault it. Uh New Day are always good to watch. And so are uh, Ziggler and uh Robert Rood against the very opponents, so good match. Uh it was a
0: good match. The um the, the the segment building up to it where they swap the titles with the the is it the Street King profits?
2: Uh, the Street Profits, yeah.
0: The Street Prophets. Um that was like the, the whole build-up to before the match was hilarious, but then the match itself it did carry itself. But again, it's I don't feel as the WWE care much for the tag team division because they've obviously split up that many tag teams, and then they've de like they've put it do-it-yourself tag teams.
1: What the the interesting bit of news is before this uh, outbreak happened, there was talk of James Storm coming to WWE TV. So I I would be all for a Robert Roode and James Storm team.
0: bringing, beer money back, but on a modern day. But again, that's something I wouldn't want to see because the WWE have got a knack of fucking ruining. Oh yeah, because yeah. they've never they've, they've never been big before they've come to the WWE. Reality check, Vince. Yes, they have, and they were massive in TNA. Yeah,
1: it's the same with um, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. Both of them have turned around. When I was watching QuizzleMania, they've said they'll never go back to WWE after the way they were treated
0: so so they shouldn't because at the end of the day they were an established tag team yeah. the, the new car, obviously but it's again it's an ego thing with Vince it's like no one gets big until they've made WWE he's a reality check for you pal these superstars have got a massive following in Japan they've got a massive following on the independent scene and they've got a massive following in wrestling with the true wrestling fans itself oh yeah You've got to wake up to this now because it's starting to get monotonous and boring. Because you need to realize that you're not the be all and end all anymore. You've got other promotions that are creeping up and will are challenging for the big time. And you've got wrestlers that have got the big following. You hit lucky when you had the likes of the Rock, Triple H, and Steve Austin and Taker, but now you, you and then you hit lucky with Batista. Lesnar and Cena. You've got no one to the, to that calibre. You've got potential. I'm not taking it away. You've got potential in the likes of Seth Rollins and the likes of Daniel Bryan and The Miz, Morrison. You've got top talent, but you just don't use it in the right way. And it's frustrating to watch, and it's frustrating for every wrestling fan, because especially when they've seen Morrison hold world titles. The Miz has been crying out for a title run for ages because he's been he carried the EC title. He did that famous flip on uh, Daniel Bryan. You've got top talent. It's just for, you can't keep giving it to the big guys because it just it doesn't fly anymore. Everybody knows the little guys are just as strong as the big guys now and they're just as agile. So you need to change with the times. In the words of the authority, and I've said this before, it's you adapt or perish. And at the minute, you're on the side of perish because you're not willing to give the talent the chance to prove themselves.
1: So, yeah, we'll move on to the next pair, which was Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander. Yep. Uh, If Ricochet wins the whole thing with her business finishes, if he loses, he joins her business. Um, it was a good match, and then a steel chair got introduced and an ode to Eddie Guerrero, if you will. He slammed the chair onto the mat and then took a dive, therefore, DQing uh, Cedric Alexander.
0: <laughs> there you go, some old, old old school coming out the locker on that.
1: Right, now he comes to the dual band uh, number contenders match for the
0: women's. Oh god! This
1: was fucking weird. First it half, was
0: strange.
1: Had, they had us, uh, ask her on commentary for the first half, and then in the second half she was backstage watching the TV. And I was because
0: just they like, can't make that again, but that just shows you they don't trust her run commentary because she doesn't. She she speaks English, but because of a character and persona, and that they're just they probably irritated Vince so that's, so that's why he got her off.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, uh, whatever. But yeah, um, this is so fucking bizarre. And I mean it in like a really bad way because of. um. um well, Natalia looked like she had it won. And then <laughs> Lana comes out of nowhere after being put through a table yet again oh, by yeah, Nia yeah. Jax. Throws okay. Natalia over the top road and wins. So she's now a number one contender.
2: Sorry, but again,
0: Paul. that makes no sense. You've been punishing the last for the last three weeks. Yeah. By putting her through table after table after table. And now you're awarded a winner the, the chance to fight Oscar. To be fair, right? Give Lorna a joke. She's she's good, but she's not she's not on the level of some of the other female superstars. So the likes of um Oh, what's her face that got transferred to Raw? With the woman's right. Oh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. I would have rather Lacey Evans won it than Lana. Oh yeah. Um, well,
1: she was like one of the last two before
0: she was thrown out. Yeah by Natalia. Nostalgia. But again, Natalia just keeps getting. She well, I can understand why they did the She eliminated her because of the whole "we're done and we're through" thing. I get it, but at the same time, is you want it to be believable, and no offense to Lana, she's not on Oscar's uh, level. She's not going to give her much of a challenge because of the way she is. Whereas if you give it to Lacey Evans, at least there would have been a, a decent match. Yeah. It's... Because they would have matched each other. But with Lana, it's just, it makes no sense. It's just like, I've seen the fallout to it and people aren't happy with it. So. But again, that, that we've just got a fucking. That, yeah. That
1: wasn't the end of it. The end of this this night, instead of just having that as the main event and that's the end of it, and is standing tall. No, no, here comes Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre fighting into the ring. I mean, Ooh. can you two just fuck off? They interrupted this match earlier in it just to show them fighting backstage, and then they come out near the end of the match and start fighting. Look, I get it that Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton are going to be in a hell in a cell match. I just don't care. I've seen it happened so many times now. The problem with WWE, it's like if something doesn't work and then you keep they keep going with it, and they keep going. Well, oh, I don't understand why it's not getting over, pal. It's because Randy Orton has been destroyed so many times by random different people. You're expecting him to be a like a, an actual challenger to Drew McIntyre. He's not.
0: Nah, He needs to stay away from the title. You need to give McIntyre an actual... Someone that will roast him on the microphone as well as give him a challenge in the ring. So you, instead of putting the pointless match of... Before all that, they did the um, the interview with Braun Storman and um, Keith Lee. like a, a side-by-side interview. And it's just like... You're starting a feud with him yet yeah, you're putting him in a match on SmackDown and it makes no sense. Yeah. Where did that match even come from? I can see them building it up because it's two big behemoths of men stepping in the ring and they would probably flatten half the roster but at the same time, is this is just a pointless feud. Because yeah. it doesn't prove anything. This has to be
1: the last match. You can't have it going after this. Even if Randy wins it, it has to be the last match. And a lot of people probably don't want to hear that, but I can't stab them. And no. It's just time to move on. I mean, is it AEW next or is it uh, NXT?
0: Uh, do NXT and then we'll do AEW.
1: Right, well, first match because I didn't watch NXT, I've stopped watching it since i Dream's still on it. So. Yeah. Uh, first match with Shotzi, Blackheart versus Dakota Kai with... Um, whats the face ringside, Raquel, whatever, yeah. uh, shots he won by right, a pinfall, which is good. Uh, I, I, like, I think she's currently got a really good thing going on where she comes to the ring of a small tank, which is great.
2: Yeah, it
0: is hilarious, especially when she ran over that Robert Stone with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he actually sold it as well, which was hilarious.
2: Oh, yeah. God.
1: Um. Next bit was a segment between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar. Well I think that's the cruiserweight championship. Yep. Um. Blah blah blah. They did a little provo. Next page, please. Um. Then there was a. Is this the is this the wrong one? Because I swear I got. If it's the wrong one, I want to kick off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the wrong one because it's it. They did the bicycle thing with the segment with um. This one's the first of October, so this is. Yeah, this is the wrong one. Thanks, Spotskida. Ignore that. That's the thirtieth of. So that's before the um. gotta be the top one. I don't know why I clicked that one. Right, anyway. Yep. Fourteen. This one's this one's the one. This one's the one lads. Yep, number contender. It was Odie Larkin and Danny Birch versus Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish for the NXT tag titles. I don't understand why it's Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish when it should be Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, but whatever.
2: Never
0: mind.
1: Um, Kyle O'Reilly warned who have injured Adam Cole that he was coming. Uh, P.S. Kyle O'Reilly, it was um, what's his first? Rich Holland who did, who injured him? Yeah. He carried him out to the ring for fuck's sake. I mean, it's not a big who done it. The guy's <laughs> injured, so you can't go after him. <laughs> oh, dumb as fuck. Um, yeah, the winners were Strong and Fish. Yeah, and then all the new number one contenders to lock uh, to um, the tag team champions. I don't know who they they are because ah, you can tell I don't really keep up with it. Then there's an Ember Moon interview. Yeah, and then it's Jake Atlas versus Ashante the Adonis. Um, so that match. Happened. I didn't watch it. Can't go into much detail. Um, Atlas won, though, by pinball. Yeah. Then we moved on to Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory. (sighs) (sighs)
2: So
1: Gargano won this. Yeah. It wasn't really.
0: Again, there's a lot of matches that are just being thrown together. They're not. They're not actually putting any thought in the matches anymore. They're literally just getting two guys now and going right. You're fighting him this week, next week it'll be someone else. Like Austin Theory is supposed to be feuding with everybody apparently. Oh yeah, which it makes no sense. He got moved up to the main roster and then he got brought back down, and now he's feuding with pretty much everyone and anyone. And it it just it it makes no sense, and then you're throwing him into random matches. And we get it; he is a top talent, but you you don't know how to use him. So, what are you doing? What is the plan? What is the game plan? What where's the end goal? What feud is he going to start doing? Who, who's he actually feuding with? You can't have like four, or five different people with one one guy feuding with like five other guys. It makes no sense.
1: Right. Then so we move on to his wife Candice LeRae versus Shotzi Blackheart yeah oh fuck that whatever um, Candice LeRae won by pinfall to cover the new number contender to the NXT Women's Championship what a surprise we all know what the outcome of this next match will be because it's so predictable we move on the Tony, yep. Tony Storm actually coming back out.
2: Way.
0: An actual decent v female wrestler.
1: Take on Aaliyah versus, uh, with Robert Stone. Uh, Tony Storm won. Yep. Uh, apparently the match was shit. According to Spot Skeeter, D+. <laughs> and then William Regal announced Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez for Halloween Havoc. And uh, apparently, Zia Lee has now got a manager called Boa. And okay. For a match next week to turn a look around, at General Manager William Regal said, I'll think about it and then walk off. Uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick versus the Imperium. Um,
0: Again, that's a strange fucking tag team.
1: It is, and it didn't work out well. Um, the Imperium won.
0: Well, obviously, he didn't see that one coming.
1: No. And then apparently, Everlast came out, started bullying Drake Maverick afterwards until Dane came over and beat beat both of them up. <laughs> and apparently, he said that and... nobody hit you but me. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, but again, that's entertaining, which is it is it's funny. funny.
1: It's funny, but it's such a strange dynamic. Yeah, uh, Right. it's North American Championship match, dude. Debbie Priest versus Dexter Loomis. Okay. Priest, Priest retained through a pin. And Jody Gargano attacked him at the end of the match with a steel chair. Uh, William Regal announced that Gargano and Candice LeRae would get title opportunities. But Shotzi Blackheart announced both match types would be determined with a spin the wheel make a deal from the actual WCW
2: pay-per-view Halloween comic. Oh, for fuck's sake. i not the adverts, I'd go watch them because they are fucking shit. So, yeah, I
0: don't... Was that all on NXT, was it? Yeah, that's
1: NXT in a nutshell.
0: Right then, AEW kicked off with the tag team title match with FTR going one-on-one with... Best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent. It was a decent match. Um it picked up even more when Trent through when Trent went through um, the arcade game that Kip Sabian was playing on. Uh the best friends got beat. And as they were recovering in the ring, Penalty Ford comes out and sets my uh, Miro on the pair of them, and he comes out and he's pissed because they broke his game, <laughs> and he proceeded to destroy the pair of them, along with Kip Sabian. Um, straight after that, there was the Kip Sabian and Miro versus Sean M- Maltua and Lee Johnson. Miro pissed. Uh, the match lasted, little, what, literally two minutes, um, because Miro went on a fucking Street and then he glitched when he did his finisher. I don't know how you glitch in real life but he he managed to glitch where Lee Johnson had the um, the camel clutch on him but to begin with he completely missed his head and he had it in (laughs) midair and then it sort of glitched back in uh, but he tapped out he shouted game over he was still outraged with best friends for the arcade machine good friends you break my shit (laughs) game over Yeah. Meanwhile, after that went on, again, you know what it is, right? I found that amusing due to the fact that you would be pissed if somebody broke something that belonged to you, especially when you're playing it. And It just shows you how much of a monster he actually is when he came in and he destroyed best friends by himself and then having the match, which literally lasted, what, two minutes, which it should have done because he's an absolute weapon. And he destroyed them. It is a good part to me, it's it is a good partnership because they're actually playing on the fact that they do use Twitch. A lot of people are going, Well, it's just a gimmick, well, they, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's how you do gimmick the the, the play games outside I, of AEW. They've got their own Twitch and YouTube channels. Yeah. They don't make any the they, they don't try and hide it. They actually AEW's done the good thing of embracing it and letting them actually Give themselves uh, over with the fans even more by letting them put the links to their Twitch and YouTube channels on live TV, unlike another company, but we'll not go into that.
1: I was going to add that Muro did get a slight kind of like backlash from fans that didn't like the whole breaking the game, the arcade game, and then getting upset over it. Um, I it's probably the older wrestling fans that don't really get it, but um, oh.
0: but again, this is this is the point that I'm trying to make. Me and you, we've been watching it for years, so we've we brought well, I brought up like from Hulk Hogan, Ultimate warrior, and like yourself from Randy Savage. We've seen the amount of the, the actual landscape changes. The beauty of AEW is they're moving with the times. Where certain other promotions are lagging, oh, yeah. way off. Uh, whilst that went on, um, backstage Lance Archer was attacking John Moxley. officially at the Archer away from Mox. Then MJF's a big announcement <laughs> where he was indirectly asking to join Inner a circle, um, but I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to where they're going to end up feuding between them, which. It'd be a good feud because they both talk shit. Oh, yeah. Um, it ended up as Chris Jericho's challenged him to uh, a steak-off, apparently. A one-on-one for a steak dinner, apparently. So, again, that'll be... <laughs> That'll be that that's just pure television gold because just use Chris Jericho with his ability. You probably get next the next week'll be you get a steak t-shirt with him on the Le Champion steak. You know what I mean? So a daft like that. Cause the guy can literally get any word over with wrestling fans. Is, he's just I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known a wrestler that can literally get like you had the rock and his appeal to everybody, but Chris Jericho is so completely different. The guy literally gets random scenes and random words over.
2: Yeah,
0: it's just it's just it's it makes no sense. Sometimes it's a he's he's just a wizard. He is he's just a wizard. Um, AWTNT match, title match, uh, Cody versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Again, a really good match. Uh, went the full distance of 20 minutes the bell went just before the three count otherwise Orange would have won but the match ended as a draw which to be fair in the match it was really good and it showed Orange Cassidy in a really good light so it wasn't just that he's just not just a comedy wrestler it, the guy can actually wrestle oh, yeah. but again it's Cody giving him a chance and actually selling his stuff and it's it's good. it's a joy to watch because it's not one-dimensional it's a it's showing off the talents of everybody it's again cody is he's probably he was one of the most underrated wrestlers in a previous promotion but now he's he's, he's stood on his own i don't agree with him being tnt champion but he's doing wonders for it and the reason probably why is tnt champion is because tnt feel he's he's actually got the the backing of the fans and it's like a recognised wrestler carrying a title. Yeah, I believe
1: he initially didn't want it, but everyone kind of basically pushed it onto him. So, that kind of tells you the kind of guy he is, he
0: didn't want a title on himself. Yeah, well, so, to be fair, like, Cody's coming to his own, especially within AEW. Uh, After that, Alex Mojavez attempted to interview Lance Archer, but Moxley attacked Archer, another brawl broke out, so that's sort of Spiraled through the night a little bit of uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, but the main difference this time, right? I know it's a bit contradictory, but the main difference between Moxley and Archer is these two have got a genuine gripe for each other because this goes out. This goes back to uh, New Japan um, when Moxley was the USA champion and Archer beat him for it. Oh yeah, um, plus... and that was a hell of a match as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy being interviewed. Um then Sammy Guevara appeared on the screen and revealed that he was the one that attacked Matt Hardy. So that's gonna go and it, again it, for me that's a really good feud for Sammy. I know that the try yeah. because of the whole incident with the um, concussion and everything, I think For me personally, that's a very good rivalry for him and especially for Matt Hardy as well because it just shows you how flexible he is and he's going against a very talented young individual who's trying to make a name off Matt Hardy's back. He's obviously got his own name, but trying to get himself bigger. But Matt Hardy's all in stature and status-wise. Matt Hardy's way bigger than what Sammy is. Uh, And then the next one was the... um, Number one contenders match for FTR's championship for the for them facing at Full Gear, which is the next pay per view. Uh, the names were picked at random. It was private party. Silver and Reynolds of the Dark Order, the Butcher and the Blade, then the Young Bucks. Young Bucks super kicked everybody, um, just to show how bad bad ass they are. Um, but this is what I struggle with. They've got a whole rating system in play. Right, Nyla Rose is number one contender. She's number one to fight the world champion. Big fucking swall. I don't know what it is about it, but I just don't like it. I, just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like her. She just pisses me off. Because she's not, she called the caller Big Swole, but she's not big. I don't understand. I think that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, and she was going one on one with Sheeda. Obviously, the winner of that match was Sheeda, and Sheeda won. Uh, a new video package out of Sean Spears, who claimed that Scorpio Sky owed him for what happened during his match on AEW Late Dynamite a few weeks ago. Spears said he planned on collecting his debt. So, obviously, that's a feud. That's a good feud for for them too, because at the minute they're not really getting much airtime. So, if they've got like something. But- bubbling away like that put it on dark and then put it on dynamite so just have it just keep that one bubbling away quite nicely um Eddie Kingston joined the broadcast team for Archer versus Moxley for the AEW title uh, it was a decent match uh, Moxley paradigm shifted Archer through tables um death valley driver they hit each other with steel chairs. It was a brutal match. Um, Moxley won via pinfall. Uh, Archer went to attack him. Then the Lucha Brothers came out and attacked. hit Archer on the back with the chair, which didn't do anything. He turned around and was going to knock him out. but uh, What's his face, Jake? Um, sort of talked him out of it, took him out of the ring. Then Eddie Kingston... Hit him with the bat with with the Judas effect, which turns into a slap. So like a back slap, and then put him in a submission and put him to sleep. And he says he'll take what's his. And it's a good feud, but at the same time, is it's we need a new champion. Now it's been been a bit too long. Moxley having the title. We need to have a bit of backwards and forwards. If it's going to be Kingston, a little backwards and forwards. Just to make just to make it a bit more interesting, because for me personally, the title sorry, the the title, it's just becoming a bit stale. Not as not not changing the title as much as what WWE do, but just giving it a fresh. It needs to have needs to have something with it because it, for me at the minute it's a bit stale. Uh, what I was going to say is if you're going to give it someone, don't give it anything. He's only been there five minutes. And I think somebody, else yeah, and it's a bit of a slap in the face when you've got the likes of uh, Archer and you've got Brian Cage.
1: If you're going to give it to someone, it's got to be Brian Cage. I
0: can't, yeah, see yeah. It. I can't
1: 100%. And um, again, I, I will. The, the reason that I'm not too keen on Eddie Kingston is because he's part of another heel faction, and I still believe that there's too many.
0: Um, yeah, I think... Obviously, I think when Pat comes back, I think they'll need to split it up because they can't have Pat come back and then not be part with the Lucha Brothers. Or if they're going to do anything, split the Lucha... Split them up and... Be tag team or get them to become single competitors like Ray Phoenix was doing and he is doing because he's now in the um, the draft for the eight-man number one contenders match. Yes.
1: And as Freddie Kingston said, he's coming from what for his. I mean, I'm sure there's a ranking system. So what yeah. makes him the more contender? I think this. I did read a lot of people saying that there's a bit too much.
0: Uh, well, people are reading too much in it because the fact of the matter was is because Archer it, had to take two weeks to uh, self isolate because he had COVID. I think it's
1: more to do with the whole show overall.
0: But then um, the through Eddie Kingston, yeah. But the through Eddie Kingston in. Yeah and then they've kept it boiling over since the um, the Battle Royal that Archer originally won. Because he should never have lost, and he was booting off, and yada, 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 and then apparently Moxley beat him, but he choked him out, he didn't tap out. It's like, well, you were unable to continue, so technically you did lose. But, but I think it'll just be, to the fact that they'll do the fight, and Moxley will win, and then it'll be some, It'll be on to the next.
1: Yeah, for me, it was, it, for what I was reading, it was about certain aspects of show in that WWE, as
2: they were saying.
0: Yeah, with, to be fair to Eddie Kingston, no, he's still got better charisma than what some of the WWE stars have got, and he, he can hold the microphone. He just reminds us of Taz, but not as good. <laughs>
1: That's true. It's just he's not been that long enough for him to be a champion. And I think it'd be too much of a kick in the teeth for uh, Lance Archer. I've going to give it to him.
0: Yeah, definitely. But that's now two title matches Lance Archer's had and he's lost both. Something's got to give, you know, at some the point. The problem
1: they have is if they change it because of how big and how well known John Moxley is compared to everyone else on there, what's it going to do to the ratings? And I'm not saying that as a WWE fan or anything. I'm just saying that that's how, from a business standpoint, it's everyone knows John Moxley; he's our champion. So we need to get somebody. We have to build somebody up to the point where they're on par with him.
0: Well, this is where they need to step in with Kenny Omega or um, Adam, Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. In my eyes, it's them two that should be. Trying to take the reins. They would
1: have to put the season. I'm surprised Kenny Omega isn't being champion already, but they need to put something in in place for it to start to roll.
0: So, yeah, well, that's what they're doing. Kenny Omega and Adam Page are in that um, eight-man number one contenders stable match thing. Um, so it'd be interesting to see because what will happen is there is I well I hope or I reckon I'm not trying to predict it, but it should be the the final match. If it's a knockout competition, it should be Hangman versus Kenny Omega. Right
1: then, we'll move on to SmackDown.
0: Oh, you would not One's favourite way to kick it off, Jafari Vess, is Lars
1: Holden. To nobody's surprise, Lars Holden
0: won. Wait, how Where?
1: He won with Ezekiel Jackson's finisher, which is a modified rock bottom.
2: And then, oh, oh, God. And freak
1: accident. Um, I'll be honest with you it's a shit finisher because it doesn't look like it hurts it's not like for all of, it, for purposes for the big guys it's the
2: worst yeah. finisher And um, I'd
1: probably say it's it's something that I'd probably see uh, a mid-carder do as a finisher rather than somebody who's supposed to be a major threat the thing is I don't see him as a threat because he's He's not over with the fans, and either as a heel or anything else, because of all the shit he's done in the past that's followed him. It is, and it's just,
0: again, it's not building a character properly. Just the, the, the commentators try to oversell him, and it. Yeah. To be fair, with all the shit that's happened in the background, it's just that sort of overshadowed everything. So at the minute, the best thing you could do with him is just take him off. Just take him off TV and let it all calm down. Then, bring him back once it's all died off, and he hasn't done anything else stupid yeah you've got you you've got to take especially with things like that, but again, it's all about professionalism you're in the t v you're in the spotlight you're on t v pretty much every week kids will kids are watching, and then they're looking how you're presenting yourself it's It's not a good look like
1: yeah, to, go, to keep continue on with. They've called him generic because it's, it's uh, there's there's no personality other than what Braun Strowman's already brought, which is like,
2: yeah, you, he's just
0: he's, the
1: smaller version of Braun Strowman. No,
0: he's on par with Snitsky. He's, 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 <laughs> the thing
1: is, what they're, they're going to find out with it is they've pushed this powerhouse aspect over too much. And it just doesn't work yep. anymore because Lars Sullivan looks like he can't do half the stuff Braun Strowman does. No. Um, but yeah, we'll move on. Um, I think it was the the mark for his nickname being called out by Michael Cole was something like 22 times. Oh, God. So this is the New Day's farewell match against Cesaro, yep. Sheamus and Shinsuke Nakamura. So the bar with Shinsuke Nakamura
2: And it was a good match.
1: (laughs) A very good match. Um, It showed how good the New Day as a a team are and showed how good Cesaro and Sheamus and Shinsuke are as individuals and as a team. Obviously, New Day won. There was no other way this match was going to finish. They moved on, like I did, to Daniel Bryan coming back. (laughs)
0: I'll watch this
1: Seth Rollins who was trying to recruit him and then Rollins got beat up by well the Mysterios and Murphy and then Murphy tried to shake Mysterio's hand and he just gets people
2: again
0: it's like what we're drawing on the last few times it is a pointless feud Uh, it didn't work on Raw, it's not going to work now you need something new, it's getting stale. he can't be the saviour of Smackdown like he was the saviour of Raw he's just, it's just not going to work Daniel Bryan pretty much laughed in his face anyway, which was good but again it's just cringeworthy they're going to ruin the ratings on Smackdown now, because people don't want to see Dominic and Ray versus Seth Rollins in your face every week
1: Which report tend to be a bit more uh, unbiased or their biases towards well, say no, it's a good match but I think everyone overall has had enough of this feud because it's just
0: it's pointless, there's no end goal and they're just carrying it on. Like you, it should have ended when they took Ray Mysterio's eye, that should have been the end yeah, of
1: it. And even then the way they did the eye thing was stupid. Ugh. Rud and Ziggler Smackdown Tales. Yeah, uh, nice little segment where they they were backstage with the new day. Um, they. Yeah, this this match I don't remember much of it because Ric Flair was on the TV behind them, and they kept doing close-ups of Ric Flair's face. Uh,
2: ah. Yeah. It's nice to
1: see Ric Flair. I mean, Jeff Jarrett was on earlier in the uh, show, but uh, what I mean. <laughs> uh it's all well and good having a match. But if all you're going to do is be close-ups of Ric Flair on a monitor, there's no point doing it.
2: And it was so <laughs> yeah, good no. even
1: tell what the finish was. So I think Dawkins won, or Ford did
0: you know what it is I'm just going to go a bit off topic here with this one right you know what the best feud Ric Flair's had in my in, in my honest opinion is Jay Lethal where oh, they did the woo off in TNA that was hilarious that was because <laughs> he sounded like Ric Flair and they went with it so they went right, you've got to go out and you're going to go woo and he's going to return going, woo and you're going to do his, all his mannerisms and that it was spot on that everything he did was awesome and it's a like, no, he's he is, he's getting on a bit. He doesn't need to be on TV. It's just pointless.
1: It's weird considering that um, Paul Ellering got told he was too old to be on there with uh, the authors of Pain, but they're willing to show Ric Flair.
2: It's weird. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Sasha Banks, Bailey signing segment, with the exception that Bailey didn't sign.
2: Which was. Fuck
1: so, yeah, she left. And um, Sasha Banks basically said, I will get you to sign this, so it's the last thing I do. And shake the fist at her while she was walking away.
0: <laughs> Damn you, gadget.
1: So, <laughs> so <dumb. laughs>
0: uh, now we're turning into fucking anime uh, characters. Yeah, All yeah, right. So dumb. <laughs>
1: Speaking of sodom, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strow.
0: Oh, where did this match even I come from?
1: This match, because they did it as if Reigns was the face, and he wasn't. He worked like the face, and he was manhandling Braun Strowman. It didn't work because of the previous matches they've had. At Braun Strowman's been all over Yes. and now
0: he's destroyed all of a him. We
1: have to expect that Braun Reigns is going to destroy him. Nah, don't buy it. Nah, never going to happen. He the Tribal Chief, but it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. it. It was there was too much for me from Reigns, like getting the upper hand every other like segment of that match. It was shit, and it didn't do anything for Strowman because now tr-
0: Well, no, because he, he's it he was just a random match. Bearing in mind that he's been he's feuding yeah. with Keith Lee, and then you put him in a random match for the unders- for the it's not even the undisputed title; it's just the WWE title. And it, it's just that you give a, you basically gifted to a guy that was out for ages and you come back <clears throat> you give him a technically, <clears throat> sorry, he's having his rematch for his title that he should never have lost. But then, <sighs> where do you go from there? Because he's supposed to be feuding with you. Well, the fighting at Hell in a Cell um, but this
1: this storming if you look at it this way, strowman has got to go fight Keith Lee. Thing is, he's just lost to them Roman Reigns, a guy who is smaller than, him, but he got manhandled by him. So how?
0: Yeah, so to deep values.
1: Keith Lee, a guy who's like the same, like kind of, the same kind of powerhouse as Braun Strowman, going to have any like struggle beating him? This, this again goes back yeah. to them not doing the long term booking and not realizing what they're doing. Braun Strowman should never have been in this match. Give it to the fiend or someone else. No. Or even then, just, just don't do the fucking match.
0: Yeah, yeah just don't do the pointless. Because again, it's just a pointless match. didn't do anything. And then
1: Strowman kicks out. Whatever, I think Braun Renz kicks out when he low blows it. Uh And then apparently he did a guillotine submission, which I was watching. And I was like, this is dumb. And then Strowman tapped out. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, of all the things to tap out to that like, he's never tapped out to like, first of all, he didn't have it in properly because if you watch UFC you know what a proper guillotine is
0: a proper guillotine is you get them under the chin and you start he squeezing on it the throat the chin, he
1: had it, like, it, it wasn't even locked it was because it's two-handed <laughs> you, you get it and you're two-handed I know it's wrestling, but at the same time if you're going to do a guillotine, do it believably and he couldn't
0: Oh, he's a thought. Don't put it in wrestling because it's an actual genuine manoeuvre that people get put to sleep and Conor McGregor were tapped out too. It's
1: ridiculous because not only did it look stupid, it looked like he genuinely couldn't get his arm around it because Strowman's head's too big.
0: It's too big yeah. and his fucking neck's huge. His neck's like, probably the same length as Roman, Roman Reigns' leg, so it just it doesn't look yeah. believable. Well if you're gonna go for something like that, at least put like a triangle where you're using your legs. Because at least your legs would be able to get under there and squeeze, but with if you're trying to do it with your pipe arms, it's just uh, not gonna I'm work.
1: No, shouldn't, it, shouldn't
0: nah, it should never have been uh, on TV. No, well,
1: the ending of SmackDown altogether where Joe sort came down, he came to the ring after Roman Reigns challenged him, then he bitched out and called him and gave him a steel chair. And he's supposed to be standing tall as the Tribal Chief. No, you, you look like a bitch. To be honest, when he stood there with a chair making him look strong, yeah, whatever. It just says to me, if you can't beat a guy who's like being a tag team champion, and he's half the size of you, without a steel chair, you're a bit of a bitch. So, that, we're going in for another match with this Sal uh, Looks stupid. The problem with this match is everyone knows the outcome. Jay's not going to win. And the ironic thing is, this makes Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre look good because at least nobody knows who's going to win that. Whereas this, we all know Jay so isn't going to win.
0: No, nah, because it just looked daft. If you, especially if you're trying to sell Roman Reigns as just badass. beating Braun Strowman in one week and then losing oh, yeah. to Joe, so just yeah, doesn't uh, make I'm sense. Like sat
1: here, uh, watching a, a couple of the Wrestle Talk videos where they talk about him being the tribal chief and possibly taking on uh, the Rock, and I have to think to myself, how are they going to do this? Because if they if they have him sit there going, I'm the tribal chief and I'm the one who brings in the money, the Rock is well like one of the highest paid. Actors in Hollywood, he gets paid more than Roman Reigns does, and it would be so I? hilarious if they tried to push this narrative that he brings all the food for his family. And it's kind of like I sit there and I watch it and I go, when he says it to Jey Uso, I bring, I bring, put food on our family's table. Like, well, do they not pay Jey Uso either? Do they just pay you. I mean, fucking hell, the, he's on a contract as well. He gets money. It's not like he's there for free. It's such a weird, weird thing to be pushing as a narrative. It's
0: a... Uh, it's it's a waste of time. It's just the, the 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 built it up quite well. They did it, and that should have been the end of it. But now they're just carrying it on with it because because they got they're getting greedy with it because it did well the first time. That's the reason why they're doing it again. Is They've seen the ratings go up slightly and go, ooh, this works. We'll just keep it going. But the people are going to assume, go, well, it's not a level playing field. You've got Jay, who's smaller in stature than what Roman Reigns is. Roman Reigns is supposed to be the big dog slash tribal chief. And it just it makes no sense. So
1: what works worse for me is they haven't hooked Jay in a way where he looks like he could actually win. Mm-hmm. And... No. That says everything to me. It speaks volumes that they don't actually believe him as a champion or like they could ever believe he would be a believable champion. And if you can't think like that with a guy who's supposed to be in one contender then what chance are you supposed to make it look believable?
0: Ever? The, the, the um... They've dropped the ball on it big time. Uh, the other breaking news that came out this week um, no more Raw Underground. No surprises there. So what a pointless exercise that was.
1: It was if I remember rightly it's due to um, COVID and certain uh, brands not wanting to mix. So in other words NXT wrestlers didn't want to go on to a show where they could have got stuff from WWE, uh, for Raw or SmackDown Guys.
0: Yeah. Well, which is right, because at the, the end of the day, they've got to put their own well being at the forefront of it and not just have just random fighters fighting randomly. It would have been good if it was done properly, but it was never done properly. It was terrible. And some of the segments were cringeworthy. And you made big rest. The big guys, just... You made them lose to...
2: It's sort uh, no. of They brought That's those opposition.
1: Up. this bad guy. They get in there with uh, Braun Strowman and he knocks him out cold. I mean, what, what in the fuck? Yeah, that was... Uh...
2: Yeah, it those makes no
1: sense. Ending, obviously, they just point out the guys that were on the TV because they you couldn't miss them. They put uh, Braun Strowman on there. Uh, Keith Lee was on the uh, TV yeah. watching. He was below um, Mark Henry and his co-host on um, Busted Open Radio, I think it is. And I was thinking...
0: Well, David it was LeGreger LeGreger, or um, it was David LeCrecq, I think.
1: I think. I might be wrong on that. But, um, yeah, I was thinking, God, I miss Mark Henry. I'd rather watch him wrestle at this moment than time than these folks. Uh, I think Bill Goldberg was apparently shown but I missed it because I wasn't paying attention because this match fucking just it it, it killed (laughs) me, I just didn't want to watch anymore but apparently he was there but it wasn't shown on the fight they didn't zoom it up like they did with Ric Flair so how the fuck am I supposed to know if he's there if you're not going to put him dead centre Ah,
0: just a fucking glimpse a glimpse of it, like a a reflection of light on the top of his
1: And Yeah, so Goldberg's coming back he's going to be fighting Roman Reigns, which basically means that um, this whole Geo'son and Tribal Chief thing is pointless because what's he going to do? Go up to Goldberg and say, <sighs> hey, I'm the Tribal Chief, but we're not related. So, what's that going to do with the? What's that going to do with anything?
0: But then if they have Roman Reigns be Goldberg, that just, uh, that just ruins Goldberg. makes,
1: so then they don't have to see him again.
0: Yeah, I know. But for me, like I said at the beginning of it, I think Goldberg should just stay away because they won't use him properly. Like when he did the shock factor with uh, Lesnar and they beat him within 90 seconds, that was believable because it was Goldberg.
1: That, That was what they should have done when they first got him.
0: But then they've done it. Where now they're bringing him back, and they're just using old and tired wrestlers. They've got a fresh bunch of young, decent talent. And yes, you caught us crossroads because you don't have John Cena carrying you anymore. You give it to the
1: guy who John Cena killed on the mic. But you know,
0: exactly, he literally tore him a new one because he had. He's got the caress. He has the charisma oh, of a wet floor. A uh, a wet
1: Currently his promo's been fairly good, mainly because of the guy standing behind him. Uh, so he's Poor not him, been talking much, he's only been saying small statements, which is good, because I don't like hearing Roman talk because he talks bollocks.
0: <laughs> a lot of people like
1: say oh he's the best without the shield. I'd be like, Are you fucking mental mate? He's the only one who can't do his own promos. He you so having a laugh? could. laugh? still can't even. And Seth Rollins is I don't know how anybody thinks that he's better than Rollins. Rollins is so good. He's changed his character over the years so many times and he does it well. It's... he needs to go back to being White the
0: White Power, Power, Power
2: Ranger. <laughs> <with Lou Chester. laughs>
0: but you know what it is, right? You've got the likes of John Moxley who's gone on and he's now carrying a company on his shoulders, which he's got the shoulders to do it because he's got the talent to do it. you got Seth Rollins... Who, in my eyes, should be champion because again, he's he comes off really well on the microphone. Even if he's a face or he's heel, he does it really well. But Roman Reigns is very one-dimensional. And like I was watching what I, an old UFC video with Brock Lesnar when he was talking shit in the UFC and his high squeal pitch. Scream and it's like, please don't ever yeah. do that again. <laughs> no wonder Paul Heyman speaks for you, but it's happening again where Paul Heyman is pretty much doing the brunt of the talk And, and he stood there, and he says like a couple of lines, and that's it. But again, yeah, it. you need someone with a lot, of bit, bit stature that's going to carry the business. But you've got the abundance of absolute legends that are still wrestling and are still at prime age. Yeah. The likes of AJ. I think AJ's... The likes of Rollins. The likes of Daniel Bryan. But you've given <laughs> the title to fucking Roman Reigns.
1: The issue I have is the fact that AJ Styles isn't in a championship match. The guy should be there.
0: The Alright. His main event, is, he is Mr. Main yeah, Event. Outrageous.
1: But from what I was hearing, um, which might
2: be good, is he's not going to renew his contract. You know what, I don't could. think he's. I don't think
0: he'll he's go better than that. No, he'll probably go. He might do his last run in New better. Japan or something like that. Where when Carl going. Anderson and uh, I, yeah, he's going home, is he? What TNA? I know.
1: Okay, anyway, be a good about for him. to go back to TNA as well. So. With him being released, he
0: could uh, technically go back into impact, which would be. I like I said, I don't think AEW need it, especially with the the growing rumor mill of them teaming up with um, yeah. New Japan, because you had like when they did the the show last last week, it was. Ah, just bring him in. I'm a one-on-one, one-off match, but again, it's like. The highlight for me and him in WWE is when him, Anderson and Gallows were taunting John Cena. That was that was comedy gold. That that was believable and that had his well, life.
1: AEW had known to work with other companies because they were, I don't know if they are or but they were planning on doing a match between the Motor City Machine Guns and FTR.
0: Yeah, there the, were the the um, uh, what's his face, DeMar, yeah. De whatever he's called. Yeah, um, he's open to it, so for me that that's ideal because that promotes both companies. But again, like AEW, it shows the flexibility because they're having to work with New Japan and NWA, so they've already done it and they've seen what they can do for it, and there's no harm. Because all it does is it improves your reputation anything, for like all the companies involved,
1: it, um, a lot. I know impact have been uh, oh, a exactly. lot longer than AEW have, but their ratings have been hit because of oh, fucking god
0: awful booking and just. where well, the company was running to the ground, so when he's come, like, the come in and he's starting they to rebuild back, it, at, uh, they're getting there. Yeah. They are getting back to where they were, but that's because the talent's coming back because they've seen that yeah. the, the grass isn't always greener. Like EC3 at the minute, he's he's done his whole, um, well he's running with Moose but he's also working with Ring of Honor and he's got his controller narrative going on with them and <laughs> WWE have got to be kicking themselves because since he's doing his own vignettes and promoting the whole control your narrative thing it just proves all WWE do is hold the wrestlers back because he's come back and he goes he's putting it on Twitter and he's oh, yeah. he's oh, massive oh. again Everybody's talking about it because he's doing it himself. He's actually being himself and staying true to himself. I agree
1: with you and said that WWE should be kicking himself but the problem is
0: Vince McMahon doesn't watch any other product other than his own. Someone, and I don't know, I don't care who it is, needs to garn up to him and fucking slap him in the face and tell him to wake up because he's going to wake up one day and his company is going to be worthless oh, because right, worth that's worth it. it, done. And you've got the likes of NWA, you've got the likes of AEW, Impact, in New Japan, who are, uh, the relentless because the, the what they put out is it is relentless, and the talent they've got is far superior to what WWE have got. I know a lot of hardcore wrestling fans slash WWE hardcore fans will disagree, but I'm sorry, but there's far better talent elsewhere than WWE. Oh,
1: if people watch Quizzlemania. The uh, Carl Addison and um Luke Gallows. They shat all over the um best tag team in the world tournament that happened in Saudi. So there was, it was <laughs> the fact that the trophy itself was made from different parts and was handed to them it was heavy as fuck. Oh Jesus. So you know they did them no favours by fucking them around and releasing them. But I, was, nah. I don't understand
0: it. You give them a new contract and you just release it. Whatever. To be fair, they've done really well since they've left. They obviously did. Um, what was it? Talking Mania, which was hilarious. It was so funny. I there was it was that bad, but it, what did you expect? You know what I mean? It was it was it was great. It that's what when what was it? The Southwest South, Wrestling Promotion South when West they had that yeah. on. The network they did talk about that South Pole wrestling. Yeah, they should have kept that going. Christina was good on it. Yeah, obviously, Carl, Gallo, um, Carl Anderson and Gallows were great yeah, on, it. It on it. AJ was good on it. they were cutting
1: out um, a lot of Anderson and uh, Gallows stuff,
0: <laughs> which makes no sense. Because what what's happening now is is these guys have done Talking Shop, which is the podcast. And then they moved it over into like a wrestling mic take promotion where they're just hanging out with the mates. It's like when the main event was kicking off, they had um Brian Myers and um Heath Slater sitting on Sun Lounges watching. Then they had the Rockers come in halfway through doing autographs and then Enzo gets yeah. put through their table. You know what I mean? it's hilarious. It's it's just like it needs to be entertaining. Yes, it was shit, but it was entertaining as hell. And it just it ref, refreshing wrestling. But nowadays, you're looking at, like, for me personally, I'm looking for more. So I am watching different in, promotions uh, now because I'm getting more. And the, the, the business, choices there.
1: With Addison and Callow as well, they've got their own talk show as well, um, before or after Impact is on. So that, that going off the um, little promo that they showed for it absolutely hilarious.
0: But it's so funny, though, because Ethan DeMar's getting in on it, and he's going, you know what it is, I think I've just signed yeah. the new Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and then walks into his office, as the two of them are walking past, and say, wow, well, there's a dig. Yeah, it's a dig,
1: because <laughs> there was a little backstory uh, about Kevin Nash slapping some more jaw and TNA think, for showing disrespect something. Which I know didn't happen, because if he did that, Snow Joe would have broke him in two. And they'd be carrying him out of the uh, back in an ambulance. The problem with them two is they think they know everything, when in actual fact, Scott Hall was the best of the two, because Kevin Nash, as a champion, couldn't draw a fucking penny. And it was proven he was the lowest drawing champion for a year as Diesel. Yeah, he was champion for a year, but he was shit. He was essentially the Roman Reigns.
2: Of Jesus time. Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall. Yeah, he... Hey, yo, hey, Chico, he was, it was, he was, was actually and entertaining.
1: And he was part of that fucking promo with Sid Vicious as well, where he was like, I have half the brain that you do. That was actually Kevin, <laughs> that was him speaking to Kevin. Was,
2: there's
1: another one of said Vicious and like, he wants to redo the interview, but he can't.
0: Are we live? No, we're live. We hour hour can't hour redo hour. it. He's like, what? God damn. But yeah, it, <laughs> idiot.
1: The TNA was really done over by Hulk Hogan and friends. And it was shit.
0: Yeah, the only good thing that came out of that was the Aces and Aces. Just the yeah. The way they did that um, faction was brilliant. It's just
1: a shame that that's the only thing it's remembered for. Because he
2: came
0: <laughs> That and the X... Well, to, to be fair, it was it's, the X Division was, was what made TNA. Yeah. Just with the talent, the amount of talent they had in the fighting for the X Division title. That, that's that's what started, put TNA was the on the map. Chicago,
1: it, was just shit. it was the same self-serving bollocks, like the nasty boys coming in. I, did, I didn't even know who the fucking nasty boys were. Yeah. And to be honest, they're just old men. And they should they had no business being in DNA.
0: Nah, well, Hulk Hogan doesn't have a business to be a general manager because he couldn't fucking run a beer and piss up in a brewery.
1: It was an ego thing. I was the biggest drawn wrestler back in the day. thing is, there's a big difference between being a booker and a being a wrestler. I've drawn a lot of money. Just because you were a star once doesn't mean you're going to be able to know what where, where a new star is. I mean, for fuck's sake, they ended up making AJ Styles be um, Ric Flair's protégé, which made no sense. Because if you look at the two as personality-wise, AJ's a Christian, a full-on Christian, and Ric Flair is a, well, yeah. fucking hell, he's a wheeler. Yeah, he's, he's a pissed
0: A philanthropist. Yeah, and like his, that he should have been mentor Jay be, Lethal. Um, that would have made more sense.
1: Again, Jay Lethal has gone to Ring of Honor and he hasn't really done much, which is surprising considering how good he is.
0: Well he's been t- he's, mean, yeah, he's carried the title for a while though.
1: He be on a,
2: probably,
0: yeah, no, oh, he should be on a bigger stage. But I think, for me personally, I think he's quite happy just doing what he's doing because he's he's looked at his mates. Like the, the ones that he came up with, and seeing how they've done and how they've been treated, and I think he's just like you know what, I'm quite happy like, here, so I'll just stay one, here for a bit.
1: But the one thing I couldn't understand um, with sanity, especially I want to circle them because Madman, I think it's Madman Fulton, also known as Sawyer Fulton, who yeah. was actually in the original sanity. He looked at the business and looked like he did belong there, but the fact that they Changed him for Killian Dane made no sense to me. I I get it.
2: No.
0: but
1: There was no need to make this faction then all of a sudden really European or anti American. And that's how it felt. It felt like they were doing it just to make it an anti American one with uh, Eric Young being Canadian and Nicky Cross, Alexander Wolfe. <laughs>
0: But again, you know what it is, is right? Sanity would have oh, been yeah. mint because look at what EY doing now. He's carrying the TNA title. The guy, he's better than Daniel Bryan. In my honest opinion, he's way better because he's had to dig harder and work a lot harder to get where he's beat, where he's got. But at the same time, he's like really? a split personality. He's unreal. And again, there's another thing so WWE T- dropped T- the uh, ball it, with I by letting him
1: go. Shown you how if you just give them the ball? And let them do what they want to do, how good they are. And. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It exactly. pisses me off because it goes back to that thing where Vince just wants to control everything. You can't have people going out there reading from a script. It doesn't work. It's never worked. You can't do. It.
0: No, no. You can't this... do that with. No, Eric it's Giles. not
1: you fucking Disney. You can't do no. that with the Good Brothers of AJ Styles. You can't do it with Roman. Well, you can't do it with Roman because he has to. Uh, Rot. Rollins, he he could easily. basically. We've got to say Chris Jericho was probably one of the, his the best on the mic. Uh, the Rock as well. I couldn't imagine putting him on a script. Stone Cold. It's it proves that you don't need this full blown writers room of people that have done like TV shows because it doesn't translate. But you
0: know. Yeah, we but the, what do we know, you know? We're just the peasants that watch the shit that come to out. Find,
1: find some news and I see what's happening. I'm sure something has happened in the past 24 hours. I'm sure last time probably tried to chat somebody. I did make a joke on Twitter about it being a few steps away from being like pulled over by bloody Chris Hansen. <laughs> surprise uh, boy, a type Valkyrie, uh, Johnny Morrison's um, missus, uh, inadvertently burnt herself with a candle. Apparently,
0: uh, she got <laughs> second degree burns. Apparently, I saw, burns, apparently I saw that,
1: that fixed candle where it was like like supposed to be pyro or something where it just exploded in front of her. She's doing the whole Jeff Hardy thing. But, uh, oh, there was another thing that I was going to say. Um, the whole, because there, there was a thing with Matt Riddle's wife and Becky Lynch, apparently, uh, where she was saying that the, that their bodies weren't exactly as good as hers. And uh, my response to that was, well, look, here's mm-hmm. the difference between you and them. I actually know who Becky Lynch is. Who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? You're, you're, so, you're so good. Yeah, very true. Um Basically in hot water for cheating on you. She sat there saying, oh, I'm of the speculation. Yeah. Charlotte Flair and all
0: that. Get fucked. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Cora, a.k.a. the prodigy of pro wrestler who was fighting on AEW yeah, has now signed with WWE. WWE. It
1: was mainly because it's WWE UK that he's going to be in. Uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, he's well, going to be coming back home then? Somebody reckons he'll be in the proper NXT in two years. Which I don't think he will, because they're pushing this NXT UK ball.
0: No. Uh, uh, you see, I don't see why he's done that, because he was, he was actually on live TV with AEW.
1: With the current uh, state of things.
0: Ah, you know, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Makes sense. Over. Makes sense. So
1: I imagine that he would have signed either a two or a three year deal. So that's sorted. Uh, Brett Hart has yeah. knocked Goldberg's wrestling abilities.
0: Yeah, uh, I've seen that. Surprising. Zero out of He's ten is work rate. Uh, this yep. Paul Heyman discussing CM Punk in uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's probably signed a new contract with WWE or extended it. You know what it is? I don't think CM Punk's got nothing to prove when he left on his own terms. I'd like to see him in somewhere like Impact or AEW punch, or even New Japan. But if he was to return, the only is that's where I'd like to see WWE. him. He'd only
1: do it for a set of price, which he's already told AEW, and they said no. The problem is, he's he is literally really really good, and he's a commodity. And if you want someone that good, and he's been fucked around, so he's got a bit of an issue because he's been fucked around by WWE. So if he's going to commit to another company,
2: he's
0: going to have to. They're going to have to meet these demands. But you know what it is. You pay the money yeah, for it, you'll know. make it back within a week, 100%. Because the fans will just flock. And your ratings, your ratings will overtake SmackDown oh, and Raw straight away because everyone will tune in.
1: Uh, it's... Oh, there was a trademark thing as well. Um, Mia Yim has filed a trademark for her own wrestling name. It's not a real name, obviously. But WWE have also trademarked for it. Yeah but she hasn't given them the permission to do it because she's been using it since the Indies, so she's counterclaimed for it.
2: You know, yeah, so WWE I have got I no right of, trying to claim it.
1: I hope somebody else does as well.
0: Uh, I hope the wrestlers all start doing it because then that'll fucking piss off WWE, and you know what it is? Someone that's I hope Trump gets out because I hope this guy gets in. So, an absolutely shocked Vince of, McMahon.
1: Of the for, which are all like NXT UK guys by the looks of it. Ginny. Johnny Saint. Yeah. Which is his name. They shouldn't be trademarking his name. That's his name that he's been using. for years. Joseph Connors. Kenny Williams. Levy. Uh, God, I don't know. To say, Scottish. But whatever. And Dominic. As in Dominic McSterio. You can't just nickname somebody's
2: first name. What the fuck? Ooh, hang on. There
0: we go. Multiple WWE trademarks denied due to absence of written Uh, consent from talent. Is that what you've just been saying? um, Yeah, well, these ones... um, uh where is it? Has obtained documentation revealing following trademarks will be abandoned in six months unless WWE provides a signed document from talent consenting the company, they can use the name. So Drew Gallach, Pete Dunn, Tony Neese, and Justice. Yes, yeah, so them four there, they haven't signed. And you know them. what it is? That's I hope they don't. Exactly. So the you can't trademark people's names, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm gonna trademark my name. <laughs> Just for the crap.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Stick it on a t shirt.
1: But the thing is <laughs> he's been using that since he's been got into wrestling, so he won't hand it
0: no and you shouldn't have to you know what I mean WWE need to realise they are not this big machine the once were I hate repeating myself but you, you can't you've got to move with the times you can't penalise your talent you've got to at least with AEW they recognise the talent as uh, employees not independent wrestlers
1: well. these names have been, they've been using for years it's not just they've not just turned up and um Started using that name, it's not uh, by the looks of it. Kulak's name is his actual name, so they can't do that because of slavery. You can't own his actual name, so yeah, yeah, he's not gonna hand it over.
0: Of course, he's not. Then they, they, even um, if the, you don't hand it over, we'll, we'll sack we fucking sack us. It. Same with Tony Neese, oh, exactly. You'll gone somewhere straight away. So, this is this the the okay. Ron dodgy ground as it is, but if they keep filing for stuff like this, it's just going to piss people off. Niece.
1: So, he's not going to sign it. I think that the, the, they're absolutely off their mind. I can't imagine the conversation they're going to have <laughs> with these guys. Oh, by the way, can you sign it so we can own the trademark? Your name? Uh, no, it's not yours. You didn't come up with it. It's my real name. <laughs> my parents. <didn't laughs>
2: Say
0: what is your name? It doesn't matter what it's, your
1: name. <laughs> you don't own this back for the name because it's my name. Everything that I've ever bought is under my name. That is my name. It's not just my in-ring name. It's my real name. You can't trademark it. At the end of the day, it's up to him to trademark it. He can't agree for somebody else. Well, he could if he wanted to, but they're not going to because when are they going to get the names back? because WWE have a nasty habit of keeping hold of something that isn't theirs, a.k.a. Dusty Rhodes, and the term Rhodes, it didn't belong to him. It was Dusty Rhodes' Rhodes name for the entirety of his wrestling career, up until the day he died. And to stop Cordy from using his dad's last name in, in a wrestling sense is criminal. But that shows you how low they are.
0: Yep. I want to know is if Vince Marks uh, a, Vince has actually trademarked his own name He's
1: a mark for himself just like oh yeah I've trademarked this Nobody else can be called Vince McMahon pal. But I bet there's loads of people called Vince McMahon McMahon's a very like Weird name that'll be like Over in Ireland or Scotland <laughs>
0: I mean, this is apparently what, what's been said in one of the papers I've just seen. Vince McMahon told superstars that the company owns their legal names. This is worded in talent contracts at WrestleNomics, noted when they showed Stephanie McMahon's talent contract as an example. From Get legal... fucked. Jesus Christ. This guy, the... this, he's deluded, man. He can't because it's, it's slavery. No. Nah. very the very least,
1: it's a
0: dead, uh, a dead, servitude, servitude, or something like that. There's one guy that doesn't actually own the rights to his name in the world. Do you know who it is? Tom Clancy, because he sold it at Ubisoft. Ah, there you go. He sold his name for fucking millions, so his family's well off, but he, he actually doesn't have his name. So it actually says on his gravestone, unknown. Gravestone,
2: oh, Tom
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it as well. The AW were in the works of making yep. their own video games, yeah, so that'll sure. be interesting to see how that is.
1: Took okay. care of just absolutely, they've continued where THQ took off. but just utter shite that's been coming out.
0: Ah, I was, they the, the make it over complicated. You want to play a game that is like. Back on the PlayStation, PS1 or PS2, yeah, right. you pressed L1 or L2 together, and then did the, the, the finisher. But now you usually got it up, down, well, left, well, right, back, well, back, back, right, triangle, circle, triangle X, square. The uh, last
1: even two uh, with 2K. It was the last THQ on which I played, which was uh, WWE 13, CM Punk on the cover. It was actually probably one of the better games that I played, but it was still puggies anyway. Absolute trash, but uh, yeah. I mean, looking through all this news, Kurt uh, Angle wants to wrestle with AEW. Wants to wrestle the impact. Will though?
0: Well, I hope he does, but. But again, it's way it'd, um, it'd be nice to see him. But again, he's just, he's. Um, I know he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, but at the same uh, time, how uh, guy, you're getting old new. Um,
1: Wade Barrett wants to fight true back and fire which would Yeah,
0: yeah. would be nice to see Wade back in the ring. Oh, hell yeah. That'll uh, be a good I match. But like again, it probably the won't the be set up in the right way. Of this so then Finn Balor's going to be out. So they're giving him
1: a couple of weeks to see how fast he's going to recover. And I'm like, WWE, it's a broken fucking jaw. He's not going to just yeah. suddenly wake up one day God, oh, back together.
0: No, he's not going to be able to come in, do a Carlito or take a big bite over an apple spit in your face like three weeks later. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. But, um,
1: then there's the whole... and then Ronda Rousey was going to come back and face her again. And I read that and I just like my eyes, I I ended up doing an imitation of The Undertaker because my eyes rolled back that much.
0: They they killed it when they missed the opportunity where it should have been one-on-one, but they they threw Charlotte Flair, who had no business being in that match. They they,
1: they They fucked over Asuka for no reason. And then two shout players in a match that she didn't need to be yep.
0: in fans were like you
1: don't need to be in this. Like, oh, I'm going to prove that I'm the best. No, he, he didn't prove you were the best. And at the end of the Ronda Rousey was in the, the one who got pinned. It made no sense that she was there. If she was going to be there, she she would have had to take the pin, thus giving Ronda Rousey some like way to get back into this feud. Instead, you just have a pinned, and then she decided, oh. Yep. On The way out, I'm going to just give you the fans because I hate wrestling fans, they're all toxic, etc. etc. And then she's coming back, and what they're going to expect the fans are going to be like, Oh, welcome back, man. They're like, Well, why the fuck she back? in the same sense that that's how the MMA fans see her. So done, yep. But that's a thing. So they're not even going to give a chance to have some time with a child. They want to back in the ring.
2: And, uh... Ridiculous! It's... It
1: pisses me off so much. Uh, Apparently, this raw is it this raw. I don't know how far this site goes back. When was this? Right. So raw coming up. Keith is going to take on Braun Strowman again
2: a fun match. Yep. Um,
1: of course, on, on e-wrestling.co.uk or not.com even, uh, this is notorious for stealing sauces from elsewhere. So. Yep. Um, there's not much else. The thing is, the problem with wrestling news is it's all just shit that people have been saying. Like Bret Hart saying that Colbert can't wrestle. We don't need Bret Hart to come out and say that. We already know that. His matches have to be nineteen seconds. Then the other shit is stuff, oh look Scarlett Bordeaux posted a new bikini photo. God, don't give a fuck. I'm not so sexually repressed that I need to go and wank one off over Scarlett Bordeaux <laughs> in a bikini. God, don't don't give a fuck.
0: Oh yeah, no, it just one makes, one makes no sense. No more of as if um,
1: I bet Odorio's been sent down yet, yeah, or so if he's gone in the car.
2: Uh, no, he's a fucking
1: jackass. thats what. Of course, that's apparently the putter maker or some sort of challenger.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah. and here, the <laughs> Given the protein.
1: Yeah, there's just loads of stuff about Ben Carter signing. But a lot of people thought that, that was going to happen mainly just because of the way the world is at the moment.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I hope he doesn't get disheartened and I hope he doesn't think that he's just stuck there because obviously AEW hold him in high regard. So, whatever the outcome, if he ever doesn't get the chance of a and hopefully he doesn't give up the rights to his name. Yeah,
1: it's...
2: He moves on. He's uh,
1: better off going there for now since so he's wrestling. He's going to be, you know, doing something rather than...
2: Oh, yeah.
0: But again, right with Raw, Retribution no, 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 went on it. I didn't see Retribution no, 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 once, on unless, unless I missed but it. There's be a segment with
1: um, Ali giving... Uh, so this is breaking news a wrestler in Mexico by the name of Principe Aero has died at the age of 23. He collapsed in the ring, apparently. Uh, Jesus he Christ. He for AAA. And uh, he wrestled the AAA for three times, probably. I think it was uh, an independent wrestler. Yeah, he's wrestling for Mexa Wrestling at the um, Arena San Juan in Mexico City. That is... Oh man! He collapsed after taking two chops. That's to the that's,
0: chest. that's that's sad.
1: So obviously he had um. Oh yeah, uh, they
0: need to these wrestlers
1: an issue with heart, heart,
0: uh, a heart uh, problem before they get in the ring. Yeah, they need to do what they do with footballers because that, that yeah, because okay. we we've had a few people that, like um oh, yeah. do that. It's or soccer players, That's as you me. would say in America. That's
1: the second. I think the, in my lifetime, anyway, my adult lifetime, there's only been two wrestlers that've died in the ring. Both of them have been Mexican. I've, I think one of them was. Um, he was wrestling Rey Mysterio at the time as well. Um, so this is. Yes, I he was. Yeah. Really need to do more work on their. Uh, medicals. I don't know if um, Anchor's going to kick us out in a minute. We've gone on fairly fairly long.
0: No, no. Uh, also, well, oh, you yeah. missed one oh, wrestler that died in no life lifetime. That was one
1: odd. line. He died of the ring, yeah.
0: He died in the ring. Yeah, he died of the ring, I. Anywho, um, we'll call it a day there and we'll catch up next week with what the monstrosities of Raw and SmackDown bring, as well as NXT and AEW. Obviously, AEW received did the first uh, yeah, well, our first anniversary show, which was on Wednesday, went down really well. But let's see where it goes. Um, again. We'll talk some more smack next week. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Leave a comment and feedback. See what we can do better. Um, but from me, yeah, it good is time. a goodbye, and from Dan, it is <laughs> all
2: right. Awesome. Right, we'll catch you. Catch you all again. See you.